Read a mail. For the month of July. Hello and welcome to Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Sawbridge is bringing you Lucky July. I figured out a way. It's still kind of fumbly in the words, but Lucky July. All the reader mail questions. Lucky across. July reader mail episode. Yeah, it's very long. It's still very long. Long the tooth word. Yeah. Or, you know, naming structure, but that's okay. You know, we're not conventional in every sense of the word. Saul, how you been this week? Pretty good, pretty good. Got a new car, so I can't complain. Saul's high rolling up on us. He's going to forget us when he's rolling through the hills of Hollywood. I am. Uh, <laughs> First new car ever. I'm 27 years old, so I think I deserve it a little bit. Look, everybody yeah. in the community gives you a collective clap. Good for you, Saul. Look, Glad somebody, for you, somebody buddy. just texted you, and they're saying clap for Saul. They did. They did. They, they said did. clap for Saul. Uh, well, if you don't know who we are, which is, we always say it's weird on these episodes, but if you don't know who we are, we are a PlayStation-centric podcast who post usually in video or audio format. So on YouTube, uh, every Monday, 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST. If you uh, see us on there and you like what we're doing, give us a subscribe, hit that little bell button, keep up with every episode as it posts. Uh, these come up on Fridays. Uh, first Friday of every month we do this, and this is where we take all the reader mail that we did not hit in the normal episodes, compile it into one uh, episode, release it as an extra episode first Friday of every month. So if you are new to us and you like what we're doing here, consider you know stopping by, giving us some questions, uh, hearing them out in potentially the normal episode, or if nothing else, then we'll do them in the collective uh, episode. If you want to listen to us in audio-only format, we are on podcast services. If you listen to us on iTunes, uh, consider giving us a review. Helps us know what we're doing, uh, whether or not you like what we're doing, gives us ideas, and of course, helps people find us, gets our numbers up there. We also have a Patreon, uh, and we've kicked around the idea recently on Twitter. I do custom cases. If you've not seen them, again, this is your first time finding us. Our Twitter is at TriangleSQRD. Check them out. I make custom PS4 cases. To look <clears throat> classic. To look like classic PS1 cases uh, for and different games. I've done a bunch of them recently. I did Mirror's Edge most recently this week after playing and beating it. I enjoyed the game thoroughly. It's a very solid, good game. Could have been great from very minor changes but you know what i liked it enough that i could not quit playing it and i consider that a testament yeah and that's uh good for it um and uh we're kind of toying around with the ideas right now but it seems like the three and five dollar tiers will give you a ticket to enter the giveaway and then we made a giveaway giveaways. for the cases yeah. yeah and we'll do a random case random every case. month uh so if you are interested in that head over and tell us or let us know in the comments below uh reach out any way you can to that that not uh, only helps support this channel but that helps support G uh brett's gimp addiction yeah and i mean the software not a uh, leather clad male or female hey you know what chain can, bound well okay now you're getting into some bdsm stuff i don't know about that man i use gimp not bdsm i mean maybe well, we wonder, have different programs i'm sure there's a program called bdsm probably initial initial i want to have those two installed next to each other just for fun yeah all right let's get into this our reader mail episode saw you want to throw the first question out uh, we are sharing a laptop yeah today. i was gonna say my laptop is dead as a doornail break it it's and throw it, across the there's room. an illusion of the show here that we have to match up but you I mean it doesn't work because you do tablet mode for reader mail we have our good friend josh s we have two Joshes, and uh, he says, "What was the what has been the best intro to a game ever? Definitely, we'll put Final Fantasy VIII at the very top. The video, the song, the fight, or no? Whoops, sorry, I hit your elbow. The video, the song, dot dot dot, the song, the song. It all comes together to be memorable as memorable. Yeah, I can't read that from here. Memorable, memorable as uh, yeah, and badass. Liberi Fatali for the win." Josh, 
Uh, Final First of Fantasy. All, oh, go ahead. I want to say that when when I was reading this and you said that, it made me think of Drake and Josh. When Josh is like, circular, circular. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, spherical. Let me go ahead and just magnify. There we go. Saw is blind if you don't know. Look, I just, people, I really so. just need a new. Oh, you can't. Okay, drive. hold up, hold up. First yeah, just go back to like one fifty. There we go. That's we, fine. We're gonna fix this. There I still go. think that's better. No, that's good. That's fine. Sorry, guys, for those that are listening. We are configuring a laptop to be able to zoom so I can see because uh, I need new glasses. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, Josh, Final Fantasy X, you can't beat Blitzball with Ramstein. You just can't. It's really hard to. Uh, I, like, at the end of the list for me would be Kingdom Hearts 2 just because of Roxas. I mean, I, I replayed it recently. It's not bad. It's just, man, does it drag on. Okay, so it's funny that you say this. This is the same thing I thought when he said it, right? Excuse me. Um... I think he's talking about literally an intro, like before the game even starts. So you know how oh, well, then definitely still... JRPG games have that. Here's the first, uh, the, the first thing is a you know definitely like Kingdom Hearts is one that always comes to mind, right? I love the beginning of Kingdom Hearts. A the songs yeah, are awesome. Yeah, that's gonna throw a gear in my or a gear. That's gonna throw a wrench in my gears because if that's the case, then I'm gonna have to say either The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. I like that theme song so much as you see Link riding across Hyrule Field at the at the main menu because or so much that I'm getting married to it. That's our walk down the aisle song uh, on a violin. But then, if if not that, then I really would say Kingdom Hearts two. The opening video for Kingdom Hearts two on the main menu is fantastic. I like all of them, but yeah, man, the Kingdom Hearts two one's awesome. The way that the, like the song plays into the video and like they just do such a good job at making the visual experience match up to the song in a cool way. I think the imagery of that video is cool. Having you know, uh, having Roxas plunge into the water and then it pulls back out and it's suddenly sore. It's like whoa, what? Yeah. When you don't know what's going on, the first time I played that game, I was like, this is amazing. What is going on here? And the music. <sighs> yeah, man, Dude, songs. They're so good. I will argue that Kingdom Hearts two has a better soundtrack than any other. Kingdom Hearts the game in the series actually dude in terms of like generally speaking because a lot of it's like the same idea that Nier did with Nier Automata where it builds on top of things uh, but I did love the idea of uh, of reusing the songs like okay well here's Kyrie, but here's Kyrie in this game It's like, and it's the same melody uh, or it's the same tune but maybe a slightly different melody or slower or more somber I like, I like the idea of that yeah um, but I also like the idea keep going I'm just deleting it <laughs> Don't worry about it. So we'll just okay, move okay, through it. Okay. You're, you're clumsy on the thing. We already spent half an episode trying to kill a spider last week. So yeah, it was a black widow. <laughs> black widow spider. You sound like a scary, <laughs> spooky. That's a uh, that's from Mac on Always Sunny <laughs> when he's doing his movie. I knew that completion. sounds familiar, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out where that was from. <laughs> There's a spider in there. It's a black widow spider. I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, uh, I like that because the way that game does everything is just crazy. I mean. Uh, there's a the, Utah song is so good is what we were getting at, but you were talking about the uh, the theme song or the soundtrack as a whole. The soundtrack for that game is cool because it does the reprisal thing, which is cool. But also, man, Sacred Moon is on Kingdom Hearts too. That's the song that plays lazy, in the, in the world. Lazy that, Sundays or Lazy something Afternoons, like that. Yeah, and that one's really good too. But uh, Sacred Moon plays when you're in the world that never was. Yeah, dude. That's, that song has got such a killer melody it to does. it. It I really love, does. And it's got a real cool background. It's like well, a hype. See, and that's that's the thing is that there's so many good songs that are hype and so many songs that are comfy. And yeah, it's yeah, no, it's actually, it's, it, the only games that really always match to it are typically any game that uh, Yoko Shimomaru works on. Shimomura, always do that. Uh, anyway, any games he works on, I actually thought Final Fantasy XV had a killer soundtrack. Even if you didn't like the game, I, I really don't remember the soundtrack. He has an unmistakable 
just a, a style that I love. Uh, but also, I mean, I do really like, and I actually don't know who the composer is, but I do really like the Nier Automata soundtrack. And I feel like it does the same thing. It's got the really cool highs. Which, I mean, don't wrong. A good soundtrack should, right? Yeah, no, a yeah. good soundtrack should have a flow, and it's trying to do that. Okay, I'm hyping you here, but I'm trying to bring you closer to the characters here, like in a heartfelt, emotional way. And I think that that's cool. I can't I like wait till uh, winter to get back into that game. So to answer the question, I'm going to answer it kind of both ways, because that's exactly what I thought the first time I saw it, too, is... What's the intro you like to a game? And I mean, I, I'll say Kingdom Hearts two. Then to it gets weird. Sure. So the intro, in terms of like opening into one, I think Kingdom Hearts two is really hard for me to argue. It's just really perfect to me in every way, and I and I hold it very closely in my heart. So it's hard to say, even if a little bit of that's just uh, nostalgia based. Even it's hard to break away from that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other cool ones. I mean, there are, there are a lot of cool ones. I mean, there was a. Uh, I, I, there was Godsmack, uh, and, and again, this is nostalgia in a way. But at the time, I was really hugely into Godsmack. But um, Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within. Whenever you're rolling through and you're like, you're seeing all this crazy stuff, and suddenly the prince is like super edgy. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. that game was good. <laughs> the game was real good. But thinking back on it, it's like, why did they make him so edgy? Because like he wasn't that edgy in the look, first look game. Look at Dante. He had a little bit it of a works, look. But... It just works. Certain video game characters, it pulls off real well, and then of course the prince is one. Yeah, or what's his what's his real name? Dastarian, Dastan, but Dastan I think only came from the movies. I don't think the game ever gives you a real name. I think that they just call him the Prince. But I don't know. I think we've had, yeah, we've had that conversation before. It's a real interesting sample. The movie was eh. The effect was cool, but you know the rest of it was man. So that's where I'm gonna go. But I think the other side of that is what intros to games are really cool. I actually, in a weird way, I think the first time you play the Roxas intro, it's awesome. Playing it again. You know, it's like uh, it's a grind. Yeah, I, w- grind. I really wish there would you, there was a skip option for that. It'd be really cool. At le- I really in the remasters because I, I, of course they're going to bang on a lot of people who are going to rebuy it because they're huge fans. I don't know why they didn't give the option to skip it if you wanted to. Yeah, like, you know, like hey, that's essentially just a um, prologue. But I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I don't really know how that goes from, from a coding standpoint. But I don't see why they wouldn't be able to add that option in. So yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Mr. El Tabib says, hello again. Hope all is well, as he always does. You're so kind. Thank you, El Tabib. I um, hope the same. He says, which video game character would you want to hang out with for a day in real life? Keep up the great work. Um, so there's a couple. Uh, one of my answers, uh, we keep gravitating back to Kingdom Hearts. I actually love Sora. Something about his like uh, really chipper demeanor. And don't get me wrong. Some people say that's annoying. Like, oh, he's annoying. But I was like, you know. Part of what I like about the game, definitely the first game, is Sora's attitude because he hardly ever gets down, down in the dumps and he normally recovers from it in such a cool way and a strong way that really gives the game a cool dynamic because it's like, yes, you have this... It ties in metaphorically to the games to an extent even, right? You have this this being who's almost pure good and he's just so upbeat and chipper and like, no, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Like, you know, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but Dream Drop happens, stuff goes down, comes out, turns out he didn't do what he thought he was going to do, and then, oh, but he's still in a good mood. It's like, oh, you know, things happen, but oh, it's okay. Yeah. And I love that about him. And now it's funny because Nomura was talking about uh, Sora and how originally he really considered him like close to being like his self or his son, like he was really close to him. But as he's grown with age, He's, he feels more connected with the villains because they're deeper. And again, I get that because the villains have, because it's not just they're pure evil, right? Right. There's great villains in all video games. And this is one of my favorite things about greatly written villains is that they're not just evil for the sake of being evil. They're evil in a way that you, you see it and you're like, well, that is objectively bad, but there's some reasons behind it that kind of make you go, 
but I understand where he's coming yeah. from. Like, right? It, it may not be the good for all. It's like, that's why I always use Infamous 2 as a, an example. Um, is, and speaking of Infamous 2, that comes into this later. But Infamous 2 was a great example of the game doing things where uh, even the evil playthrough, everything that was going on were not clearly evil things. You'd be like, I understand why someone would go and be like, oh, that's bad. But there's the other side of like, but it, but it means this. Not just for our, our person, but for a lot of different people, yeah. right? Uh, like, like Thanos. Perfectly, yeah, perfectly right. balanced. Thanos is actually, I really like the way they did that in the movie. I, I thought that was a great idea. I mean, uh, of course, Thanos was written that way forever ago, but I mean, I like that story arc. I think it's a cool idea because there isn't, you know, it's not just, well, I want to wipe out, wipe out half just because I'm power hungry. It's like, right. no, I want to wipe out half because I've seen what this can do. Making a relatable backstory for villains is like the greatest thing. And then some of the best villains in the world don't even have that, like the Joker in Dark Knight. Does well, he but, have a relatable but he, backstory? But he but, has, but he does to an extent, right? But he, but also he becomes relatable on his own. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. But through his, on through it. his weird insanity, yeah. he makes you feel for him in weird ways because it's like he's almost so crazy that you go through moments of being like, he can't control it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, he did that. Like, there was a pencil there at one point. Now it's not. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's an interesting thing. But I mean, uh, so the other character I said, Infamous Two, would come back in here. It's weird that I say this because Zeke is kind of an asshole in the first game because of one specific thing. But I would love to spend time with Zeke. He's just like a he's a cool friend, good dude. He'd do anything for you in a lot of ways besides the one thing. But it's a transgression that we let by. You know, friends sometimes do things that aren't awesome. You got to let them go. You guys got okay. I look over it. But Zeke was awesome. I love his attitude. There's something about him. And when I play the infamous games, I'm like, I love you, Zeke. You're my homie. Yeah. And I, I feel like I would love to spend some time with Zeke. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that, I, I mean, when I first saw, read this, I had a lot that came to mind, and now I'm kind of out. Uh, Kaine, that's going to be one of them. Kaine from the first Nier. I love Laura Bailey's super foul-mouthed Kaine. She's just like a no-holds-barred, in-your-face, I-got-what-I'm-going-to-say woman, potentially hermaphrodite, depending on would you look into the game? Apparently she is, even though it's not, they don't make it a big deal. The game kind of loosely hints at it. Uh, but I just noticed two of our questions are almost the same, at least in my head. Um, to answer El Chabibs, I'm going to say not S because I think he'd be fun to hang out with. I think I've said that before. And if I haven't said that before, then I know I've answered a similar question to this. this I think not S would be cool to hang out with. Yeah. I can see that. I feel like, I feel like this question may have been asked before. And we're going to, of course, get those kind of questions. It's no big deal. Because I know I've answered not S to another question. Uh, who knows? Similar Probably. Pro- oh, you know what? I think so, too. But it's okay. It yeah. doesn't matter. I think the question was, what was the greatest sidekick? But this is still in the same vein. But it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's cool. It's a good question. So um, we'll go and, ahead and get on that one, I guess. Well, hold on. Before that, I think one more that I think would be oh. cool. Uh, like, what did, did, we did you play Portal 2? Unfortunately. Look, Portal 1 is better than Portal 2. They kept it with simplistic. Why? Why? Because the the puzzles were the classic style of puzzle that was the best kind. They were very straightforward when you look at them, yet require thinking to find the answer. In Portal Two, there was literally too much crap. The, no. literally the entirety of Portal Two no, is Portal you come in a room and everything that you need some to know is right in, there in that room. No, no, some of the some of the rooms in Portal Two were just too big. Like I felt like I was doing too much in this one room to solve this puzzle, and it felt like every other puzzle game. Out I there. disagree because there was a charm. Then in, you may not like. Then you may not like. Uh, I mean, it's different because it's like an gonna, open world. We're gonna say. Um, not Weasley. What's his name? Wheatley. Wheatley, yeah. I love him. Yeah. No, dude, the characters are all good. It's just, it's the structure. I, I would what, actually spend time with Potato GLaDOS. What? Yeah, that would have been fun. Potato but, GLaDOS was great. What, what Portal 1 did, in my opinion, which is what every other game does, that it's like, it, it puts this super, not even complex, but it's not even complicated. It's just, they, they put the puzzle, and it's, it's literally, by the definition, a puzzle in front of you, and it's, when you solve it, you're like, oh, that was cool. 
there was uh, puzzles in Portal 2 I saw by accident. I'm like, well, that was dumb. I never once solved an accident. The very first one with the ink. The co-op, uh, or the, the co-op puzzles where you play as Atlas and Peabody, yeah. and me and Blaze did, are incredibly well thought See, out. See, now, that I never played. I and, just played but, the I single mean, one. As a whole, that game was amazing. I like the story that they did for it and everything, but I think that Wheatley was a good character. I don't want to spend too much time on Portal 2 yeah, just the, because it's not really in the question, but Portal 2 is a great game, and I get what you mean. Like, don't get me wrong. Portal 1 is a fantastic game, but it's also a fantastic... It's, it's almost like a... Uh, what do you want to call it? It's like a test idea right it's like well we're just gonna throw like you know 20 levels together i got like the worst itch on my it. kneecap and i don't think it, i don't think portal one was 20 levels it's extra it's incredibly short i think it's 16 i don't know but it's incredibly or short 14. it's fun but at the same time i i guess it depends on what you do right P- portal one didn't have a story realistically the only, really. the only thing going on in portal one is uh, the cake is a lie that's that's yeah that's the whole where, where in two there is a much more present story there which was cool and i love that but i also like because it gives you reason no. to feel like you're moving between the areas don't get me wrong but like, i also like them expanding on the idea right portal, because here's the thing about portal two if you made portal two and you just made it a longer version of portal one with more story people would be like uh right i actually liked that it was like okay well look the majority of the game is going to be traditional portal puzzle solving right late game like the last quarter we're going to start in- introducing these different goos that I are know, going to change way you that, do. I love that. that. I love that. I, I because hated it. it also helped me want to see the... Because if they kept going with the same type of puzzles, A, they've already done one game full of the puzzles. They're, they're stretching their brain to make those puzzles be still surprising and grip you and go, oh, no, wow, I, I can't believe I figured why. that out. Like, I know why they're um, there. It's just I don't, I don't like them. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can see that. Because up until that point, I, Portal 2 was great. Up until that point. And then it got to that point, I solved that puzzle by accident. And I'm like, well, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But uh, anyways, we have next question. Going off last week's topic, sorry, Josh, if we answered this a little too late, what are some franchises that should never come back? So he's referencing uh, episode 69, I think, in which we talk about PlayStation franchises that should come, come back, stay, go away forever. Or which, realistically, the episode was which one do we think are going to do it, right? Yeah. So the, the, the thing about that is that one is like, well, okay, this is what we just – Looking at evidence, this is what we believe can come back. Now, of course, we had a couple of like, well, we wish this would come back, but we pro- it probably won't. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, I think there's a real something to add of like, okay, what ones do we personally just don't think should ever come back? Too human. Um, I'm dead serious. That should oh, yeah, okay, so this, we're, are we going to open it up to franchises in general? I was kind of keeping it towards PlayStation again. I mean, I'd say, um, I'd say since this is a reader mail, we could kind of go more personal. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go, go with it. So, I mean, I, I'm with you, Two Human. I, we, there will not ever be another Two Human. Honestly, but. without uh, Halo Infinity, I would have said Halo. As much as I love it, and it's actually something that's going to be a question in another. Well, uh, I guess what it is, is before Halo Infinity, you would have said Halo. But now that there's a Halo looming, a that could be way different. Yeah, there's a chance that it could be good. Because every, every franchise has a bad game in it. Halo 5 is just the one. Yeah, I mean, I guess for some fans, they argue Halo 4, too. So I guess it just depends. I mean, I, I don't I, agree I that Halo 4 is Halo bad, 4, except the, camp, the multiplayer, I mean. The multiplayer was what, until they nerfed things in it. But anyway, uh, anyways, hey, uh, I would have said Halo, but too human for sure. Um, what? I'm trying to think here. I, I thought of this question when I copied and pasted it like two weeks ago, or last week, and I'm like... Man, I, that was a good answer. Now I can't think of what it was. Franchise should never come back. Brett, do you have any while I ponder? Well, okay, so this question's interesting, right? I try and look at every game and go, well, there's there's real potential here. So, you know, when I think about franchises, I'm actually one of those weird people that I normally think about franchises I love more than I really hold on to negative memories of franchises. Yes, I do have a couple of games that just burn me that every now and then will come back up when I'm in a weird mood. I'm like, oh, yeah, that game too. In terms of, like, I didn't like it, but... 
I tend to keep more positive memories of things. Now, of course, you can dig things up whenever you bring us, but off the top of my head, you know, I can't think of one that really comes back because I, have a, I actually have a firm belief that while from, some franchises have aged and it wouldn't make sense to bring them back after such a long wait, to an, to an extent, right? I could see that being somebody's argument. But at the same time, I think that you never know what a franchise can do until it comes back. I thought Sly 4 was, and it was a long wait from Sly 3 that Sly 4 came out, and it was fantastic. And I think a lot of people would have said, well, I don't want another Sly. But even if you didn't want it, I think most people who played the game were like, oh, I didn't realize that this is what I wanted. This is really awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's really good while still feeling, you know, next gen at the time. Now, of course, next gen Sly Cooper now would be crazier because worlds can be so much bigger. And like, what do you do with that? And how does that change game design? But I, I guess in my mind, right, God of War uh, at some point in time, I wouldn't have cared if it didn't come back because I really felt like the original games that were there were awesome. I knew it was going to come back because it's a cash cow. Yeah. And it just so happens to also be a really well done cash cow. That's almost consistently. Yeah. Uh, Especially the, now. Ascension is the only game that's even mad to me. The rest of the games are, really, are all really good. Um, and even Ascension wasn't bad. It was just the weakest one, which doesn't really matter. Um, so I guess God of War shows you right now that any game should have the chance to come back and reimagine itself and review itself. I think that uh, the Tomb Raider rebu- reboots are really good, and I actually think that that's a perfect example. Tomb Raider has been done a million times over. You, I would have never thought that the Tomb Raider reboots would have been good to me. Did, did but you they hear were. about Tomb Raider stealing Uncharted 2 music? No, but that's oh. not surprising. Yeah, you need to go. Well, but I mean, you know that Uncharted 4 at some point in time when they showed a, a trailer had Assassin's Creed 4 art in it. What? Yes. <laughs> This it's, is just, thing. it's just crazy that it's because two people, similar games stole me, or has music from one another. Yeah, and I mean, of course, they're, they're games that fed off of each other, right? The original Uncharted was somewhat inspired by Indiana Jones and somewhat inspired by the original Tomb Raiders. Right. And then, of course, that's flipped on its head with the new Tomb Raiders. They're more inspired by Uncharted. And it could be like one of those licensed uh, tracks that they buy and they have in bulk. Because all, all, all what I remember was it like was a drum line. It was we, the same drum line. Uh, but well, that happens in music anyway, you know. I mean, I guess it's hard to really come over, but people go, "Well, they stole that because that w- those one note lines sound the same, or the chord progression is the same." It's like, look, man, music is music. Just a perfect example, right? Came out like a month apart from each other. You know what song I I'm know talking exactly about? Exactly what song you're about but to bring up? It, it, for anybody who wants to hear songs that sound weirdly similar once they get into their verses, listen to the uh, Hell Song by Sum Forty One and How You Remind Me by Nickelback. They're both Canadians, and that both of those albums came out in the same year. Both singles came out in the same year, like a month or two apart. And they both and were like they married both to have the, Levine. Yeah, there's a, there's a conspiracy in Dude, there, actually. Dude, it's like the John F. Kennedy thing. It's the only conspiracy I really believe in because I found it and discovered it on my own. But, I was going to um, say Mass Effect. That series should never come back. A lot of people would fight with you on that one. I don't care. This is coming from a true fan of the first the first series. Like What they did, they, they, I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that. What they should do is do really good from the ground up remasters. Or just bring them back with bug fixes and stuff like Skyrim did. Even just in a... In a, in a and they need to so do, remakes are at least a, a well-done remaster. Right, and they need to do the same thing with Knights of the Republic. But, uh... Man, I don't know. There's a lot of things... Because, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Originally, I would have said Crash should never come back. Even though I wanted it. But, you know, looking at it from a real objective standpoint, it's like... but I just don't Crash think- has been mishandled so many times, right? In my mind, I got to the point where I was like, apparently nobody can do it. Crash was a product of the time is what I thought. But if anything, it's shown me that... Now, of course, you can't completely judge remakes of games because they really painstakingly detailed to make sure that those games played just like the original three. Right. But if anything, it shows me that that old-of-its-time gameplay still holds up in most people's opinion. And I think that we are actually going to see Crash come back in a new game, well, potentially. Now, I do think it'll be this. It'll be a new game built off of the 
level design ideas of the old Crash because they're realizing that Crash got so wrong when it started trying to be open world and hubs. And it's like, well, that's not what we want out of Crash. What we want out of Crash is a, a concise level that we have and you go throughout it. But, of course, games are like, well, we're going to make them more expansive and less linear. It's like, but no, but Crash Bandicoot's good because it's linear. Yeah. I just Because you got to think about the platformers are like a in, in motion puzzle, right? You're, you're moving and you're trying to do these things like, okay, I'm jumping. It's the right time. It's like, and I'm having to figure out how to get up this without falling. It's like, those moments exist in Crash. It's like, okay, I have to think about this and time this. It's very similar in a puzzle in that way where it's like you're moving and you're taking information in as you're moving and learning how to change what you're doing to fit what you need to do to solve getting through the level. Uh, so, I mean, that's why I try and keep those like that. But there's something about those old platforming games that people loved because of the fact that they had that to them, that element of, well, here's where I am. Like, you can't say they're completely linear either because most Crash games had multiple uh, paths. But well, my point being is they're largely linear for I, a good reason. I don't think any studio owned by EA can um, fix the series. Then they proved that with Andromeda. So just kill it. Like, do not bring it well, back. Well, I think the original team could, but the original team's not They're working. They're scattered so far and wide. Well, right the now. majority of the original team is on um, um, Anthem. Right. And, well, now, but, they are, they, but they are scattered. You need the original team of Andromeda? No, most of the original team okay, that made the Mass Effect series. The original series. team went to places like Blizzard and Bungie, too. But so yeah, like, no, a lot of people did, but a lot of people also stayed and are working yeah. on Anthem. Yeah. So I think it, it's that... Right, it's it's what you get into when you have a studio with multiple studios, right? When they just say Bethesda makes a game, right? We're over here like, whoa, Bethesda's working on Fallout 76. How in the heck they just did a Fallout? Well, they're not really telling you the full story of, well, but it's also being primarily worked on in conjunction with the Austin studio they yeah. opened, right? So it's like, the same thing happens with Andromeda, right? It wasn't the same bio. It was Bioware, but it wasn't the same no. Bioware team that made the original. So it's easy for and people to go, what happened? They, they, lost, uh, they lost sight. Well, I mean... That happens, right? Not the same studio makes Assassin's Creed every time. They rotate throughout studios, right? And, uh, just like Call of Duty. But what's I mean, important too is that the new, the EA that we have now is different EA than we had then, too. You know what's funny is that we said that for a long time, and I still do primarily believe it. But odd games out like Mirror's Edge after beating it and being like, "Man, I wish I would have supported this game at launch." Because, well, sure, I, like I, but I would, I would have never, too. I would have never thought that, right? right? I guess what it goes to show is that EA can have their moments, but they're not always going to have them. So, exactly. Anyway, we spent a long time on that. Let's go ahead and move forward. Let's see. Sean Santarud asking. I think this is the question Saul was mentioning earlier. What gaming sidekick that you would choose? Oh, I think we put that in there. Anyway, what gaming sidekick would you choose to have as your sidekick? I'm going to tell you right now. Nine S is a great answer, but my boy Bentley. From Sly Cooper, the oh, turtle, the turtle, yeah, who you'd always talk crap to in the little intercom thing. I love that dude. It's, it's He'd weird. say the most ridiculous stuff to you, Sly. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird that until you that said was a his terrible name, one. So. I would, I would not be able to name what that animal was until you said his name for some reason. Oh, you would, oh, you wouldn't have I, known. I only that. recognize him by his voice. No, yeah, I mean his, Sly. yeah, yeah, and his name tied to that voice. <laughs> I love it, dude. Because and, and of course he's the great sidekick, right? He's the sidekick you want. He's like a he's like a Wade from Kim Possible. He's, yeah, he's behind the scenes but normally. He's there. Of course, though, he does get awesome. In three, right? He goes to get awesome in three, where you yeah. start playing as him. That stuff's awesome. Um, but we. Uh, Non S, of course, would be mine. Really cool guy. Really methodical kind of person as well. Really smart person to kind of bring along on any adventure. Bringing Kane back into the year. Kane and Emil, good party. Yeah. Uh, Donald, no. We're going to the Kingdom Hearts territory now. No, I know. Goofy, I S with, with Goofy, man. I just do. No. Goofy's my boy. First of all, yes, Goofy is helpful. And Goofy's awesome. The problem with Donald is that Donald. and I'm talking I about see, Kingdom Hearts then. I want to see how this goes now. Yeah, we keep talking ask about Kingdom Hearts. Ask Annie the next time we uh, the next time we all hang out who I yelled at the most in Kingdom Hearts One. Goofy? 
Donald. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I said I wouldn't do Donald. I do oh, Goofy. Oh, okay. I completely no, misunderstood yeah, no, Donald, you. Donald can go sit in yeah. a ditch and think about the fact that he keeps healing me after I've healed myself. I get mixed up in my head for some reason. I don't know why. Considering I grew up with him all throughout my childhood and now King That Barnes. is pretty odd. But, I'm, uh, like, I'm trying to think of other really good sidekicks. I mean, you have the great you have the great ones that are always with you, like uh, Clank and Ratchet and Clank series. Clank's yeah. awesome. I think. If, I mean, really, if I had to answer it, though, I love Bentley. Yeah. So a Bentley would be a good Not one. As, Zeke, Zeke can come back in this. Zeke is an awesome I'll, sidekick. I normally get tired of like sidekicks in games, like Final Fantasy 15. You know, I've I've come up with a new recipe. No, like stop. Yeah. I'm dead. Don't you mean <laughs> you should have healed me now? <laughs> Don't you mean recipe? <laughs> yeah, no, like you should have healed me. You shouldn't be out there looking at ingredients. First of all, but, my boy's just trying to make sure that we get fed. I'm, I'm making sure I don't lie in a coffin for the rest of my life. But he was too busy trying to make us. Ah, uh, you're a crystal bear. You'd probably come back. You know, it's the way games work. <sighs> but yeah, good question though. Nine S did not get tiring. Nine S is good. I think Nine S, but also because he's not technically a sidekick, but he is depending on who you're playing as. So we're going to consider him a sidekick. It's a good answer. I'm gonna stick with Bentley. It's because I love Bentley, and I always love the like Barbara Gordon. Like I'm gonna stay behind the scenes and help you. I think yeah. that's really cool. Those are the cool sidekicks, but they're also good friends. If yeah. you haven't played Sly Cooper two, if you don't play any of them, play Sly Cooper two. But if you do, I would if argue you, three. Three is awesome. Two is better in my opinion, but also play Sly Cooper One because it's a very different experience from two, three, and four. But it's very good. It's very. It's more play, traditional play platformer. Them, play them in release order. I. I mean, I agree. Actually, yeah. The fact that we never got like a Vita entry of a Sly Cooper game. It's actually. Well, I mean, we did get one, but I'm talking it's about like a side a story. Yeah. Well, no, it's just it was four. Or, yeah. I played four on Vita. I loved it. Uh, but I, I wish we would oh, have got a side right. story. The, four, the remaster came out only on the PS3. No, the remaster came out on Vita. It's no, one, it's two, not, and three. I'm talking about not PS4. Yeah, I'm excluding yeah. PS4 when I say that. Yeah, I got you. I'd love a new Sly Cooper in, at all. I would just, I would love it, love it, love it. Let's see. Uh, Saul, grab that next one. Sure. If Sony could magically acquire any IP from Nintendo and Xbox, which one would you want them to get? Liam. Thank you, Liam, my boy. Hope all's well. I know I some stuff's going on, but. Um, if, you know, that little, uh, that new meme that's been going around lately where it's, you so fucking precious have you ever seen that one uh, is that the kiki do you love me song i i don't know what it's called i don't know i just I know think it's a like, great song if i could edit this video i'd edit myself when i said liam that way but um uh, i'm gonna go very like standard i'm gonna say halo for microsoft because uh, sony needs that really good first person shooter with a pretty decent story and i think they could deliver both and then of course zelda with nintendo because we saw god of war imagine zelda the same way Give well, not, not the same way. Not the same way. Let Zelda have its defining saying, characters, yeah. right? But it, give it to somebody who has a fresh take I'm on it. I'm just talking about the quality. I'm not talking about the, 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 the lin, almost sure. linearity of the sure. game, even though it's not really linear. Well, I'm not talking about that. I mean, but I just still think that there's things about, you know, but I, I, get, where you, I get what you mean in yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go a little different from you. I, I will say that Zelda, yes, I would love to see Zelda come to PlayStation and be treated a little differently. I do, there is a magic about Zelda, though, right? And I mean, the reason that you know that, and, and for me, the reason I can still feel that is that regardless of the fact <clears throat> I don't know why I keep clearing my throat but regardless of the fact that I don't care for Breath of the Wild near as much as everyone else did I think it's a solid 8 even though I didn't enjoy it I can see the merit of the game I just don't see it as 10 out of 10 regardless of, I've said that a million times um there is something so special about Link Between Worlds like in the way that you play it and that it feels like it's nostalgic and new all at the same time and yeah. like, it feels so like this is old Zelda but it's also like there's so much new stuff going on yeah. in here that I love and being able to tackle the um, the caves like you know the, the dungeons in any order that you want oh, to yeah. was awesome that was like my favorite thing and then because all your items were there normally not yeah, true they were yeah. right there at um, Ravio's shop I yep. think is his name but there's been rumors and whispers within the Nintendo community that um, 
Nintendo has been following the same cycle that somebody pointed out for like the past seven years now, where you get a handheld Zelda game, then you get a new 3D Zelda game, and then you get a handheld console, handheld console, and then we're approaching then in the next year to get a new handheld style Zelda game on the Switch. But, and I'm but how does that end up happening? And that's not completely true because you got to think about games like uh, Zelda, uh, Four Swords Warriors, or whatever the the last one, that, that the, the Triforce. A, it was the Triforce, Triforce Heroes. Game. Triforce yeah, that Heroes. was all included in there. Because well, you, the Triforce Heroes came out, and then there was... Um, but, but what came before Triforce Heroes? I thought it was Link Between Worlds. No, it was, but I'm just saying like... So they did two handheld games in a row is what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Well, then I, do you think they would do three or two uh, 3D Zelda games in a row? I, I don't or know. I say 3D consoles. Because also you have Majora's Mask, which I guess doesn't necessarily count, but it kind of does. They have... They, they well, really, you had Wind Waker HD before that, and then... That's a good point. Yeah. And then you also had Twilight Princess HD in between uh, yeah. after that. Uh, after oh, actually... Majora's Mask. Triforce Heroes came in a weird time, but it I guess did, in my yeah. mind I'm thinking about new games. So let's stick it with new games. But new games wise, they did new games handheld, handheld, right? Uh, which was kind of odd. If there was, uh, because you are right. Normally it would be okay. I'm going to do a handheld one. You look at my milestones. You're over here accomplishing milestones, not doing nothing. Yeah, you have to survive on a, a planet. Oh, uh, okay. I've, I've survived eight souls. Can hey, you imagine that? I can. I can barely survive one. Yeah, you ain't going to survive two. <laughs> uh, anyway. That got us way off track. What were we talking about? We were talking about uh, Zelda games. Oh, yeah, Zelda. Anyway, so, I mean, Zelda, I agree with you on. Uh, I think the one thing I would go off of that, if, if I was really going to be, I mean, Zelda would be one, and then uh, Metroid. I think that Sony could actually do Metroid a lot more good than, than uh, dude, you have no clue. And I'm not mad in terms of, I get it from a number of reasons. It was more kid-oriented and everything. Uh, but that's... the, the, the uh, what was it called? Federation Force? Yeah. Uh, that was Metroid Prime Federation. I was yeah. like, what is this? You can't the only reason I say what is this is because the people who were being vocal about wanting a new Metroid were all adults yeah. who played Metroid on the GameCube and Dude, coming Nintendo, into the Wii. Nintendo can be very stubborn sometimes. It so makes you that's really the only thing. Is that, like, why would you do that before doing Metroid? Now, of course, they've, they've remedied that by saying, hey, we're going to do Metroid Prime 4, which is a great move. Yeah. I hope the game is good. It's really hard to come back to a series like that. And... It's going to be really good. I hope so. Oh, man, and I'm so that will be, Dude, that will be the game that... I really, really, I have such high hopes for it. I will buy a Switch for it, even if they don't make a smaller one. That'll be the next step of me really buying. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. That or Pokemon. One of those two. But Pokemon may do some stuff. I'm not going to buy I'm not gonna buy it before Pokemon. I'm about to see somebody play it and then go, I guess I want it. I'll show it to you. What about but, Microsoft, though? Uh, Microsoft, Fable would actually be that's my go-to. Yeah. Because here's my thing, right? Originally, it's like, well, most, most uh Studios don't do good RPGs, which is really truly what Fable is. Like, you know, it's like an action RPG. It is. Uh, but Horizon goes to show that it, given to the right studio and given the right care and time, that first-party studios can really make great RPGs, even though we don't see it often. So with them doing that, I think handing Fable off. Now, I don't have a developer I'd like to attach it to, but I think that Fable could be given to somebody and be given, like really taken care of. But I'd want Fable to stay with what made Fable fun, the quirky, weird British uh, characters throughout the game, like yeah. you know, when you're walking around, they give you weird titles. I, there's nothing funnier the than chicken the, the chicken chaser. Yeah, I love it. And, and what's funny? Late game, I had a million other titles. I was like, I will be the chicken chaser. Yeah, yeah. So. and like especially the DLC, you get the uh, the Jack of All Blades name, that you yeah, can, and the mask and stuff. Which I think, Man, if I remember correctly, tight. you can't take that off, can you? If you put it on, it's oh, no, I don't remember. That's a good question. I think it's but that boss fight, oh. yeah, that boss fight oh. was pretty cool. Man, that's a cool game. This is Fable. a weird question for us. Uh, what type of online features would you guys want in Key Mars 3? Mirage so why is it weird for us? Real quick. Because I, we don't normally talk about, well, we're not I don't normally really online want anything. heavy? Yeah, I don't want anything. Oh, you're just saying it's a weird question, not yeah. specifically at us. So. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're okay. right. I'll make sure. But, Go ahead, finish um, it, sorry. What type of online features do you guys want in Key Mars 3? Mirage Arena? 
Uh, gifting friends and items like potions? He says, I don't know. LOL, the stoner. <laughs> so thank you, um, my boy. Oh, my God. Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> I just realized that. That's that. You so... Whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same song. If it's not, then I mean, I'm not really hip with the with the popular music. I don't know I the name of it. I just know that. It's a Drake song. That's all I know. Is um, it really a Drake song? I, I Yes. The Kiki song is. So if that Yuso one is the same song, then yes, it is. Oh, Drake. wow. Uh, I'm, but, uh, what, I'm what, like the old dad who's like, I think that's a Drake song. I don't want any multiplayer features in. Okay, so there, I get what we we talked about this loosely in uh, in Discord, and I'm sure that's why well, I, I even want to do that. Uh, Mirage Arena. Did you ever play it in Birth by Sleep? It no. was in Birth by Sleep, and it was a uh, it was a single player thing where you'd go in. I think it was single player, but I think you could do something. There was some multiplayer aspect to it, but you could actually play with other people if I remember right. I may be wrong on that. I didn't. I don't play these games multiplayer wise. I would be okay with the idea of letting you have a Mirage Arena where you go in there with a friend and it's like waves after waves of Heartless come in. It'd be cool if there's a leaderboard and you see how far you go uh, I think that would be a because here's the thing right some people just undoubtedly want Kingdom Hearts to have some form of an online thing so if it was going to have one it just feels so unnatural to me but, but something it, like that would but be but if it was going remedy. to have one yeah. I would like that and even more he you know, he was going a little further into it so I don't think it would be awful make your own character make your own armor set you know color your armor and the reason I say that, that is it feels so unnatural for a Kingdom Hearts game well yeah but here's the thing it's, it's a lot like and I, I get it's unnatural but wasn't the uh, wasn't the Monster Hunter-esque uh, DLC for Final Fantasy 15 decidedly not Final Fantasy like but it's a cool idea you're talking you're not you're preaching the choir at this point you already know I don't like Final Fantasy 15 well I know you don't like Final Fantasy 15 but I'm just saying that the idea has been seen before of a series that traditionally has not had online functionality outside of all no, entirely I, I online know. It's games. Just, it's so weird. So I mean, in term, and that's and that's multiplayer focused, right? That's the yeah. whole point of it, right? Well, okay, we're going to give you a reason to come in multiplayer. Part of what makes that cool is that you won't feel weird playing Sora in this, right? You'll just you'll go and you make your own character. And the way that they'll do that is you don't have to. You can design your face if you want to, but also you could just oh, I'm going to do whatever armor I want, right? I, I can make my armor look cool, and you can change pieces, like and that'd Tara's be that'd be and armor. well, and that'd be another cool way of adding a, an online feature that also has a progression system, right? Well, oh, you can unlock this helmet randomly, right? Or even have drops from the items that you're doing the monsters you're fighting in the waves, so I mean, that you it have more cool, reason. I, I, I just think, I think there's ways to make it fun and cool because here's the thing: a lot of people love basically the same idea in the Uncharted games. You have a co-op feature where you and a friend can hop in and play as two different characters, and wave after wave comes, and you just try and see how long you can last in the waves on Uncharted. People love that, and I thought it was a cool feature. I don't know if it made its way into four, but it was in three, if nothing else. So, Yeah. Why don't you end on the next one? Why did I feel like we answered this? But if not, then we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll just do it again. Uh, what upgrades do you want on PlayStation 6 if you could have anything? Do we? Are you sure we did not do this I think one? we talked about this one because like, I remember saying, like, we're just jumping straight ahead to six instead of five. And at this point, I really don't know. So, like, that's going to tell me right now. Well, because I, I think the reason he worded the question this way, right, is that PS5 is already kind of... Almost, like, semi- I'm not going to say almost done, but PS5 and what it's intending to be is probably already decided on paper, if nothing else. Uh, and I think that there's obviously some form of the spec side of things going. So, I think he means, like... And I think the other side of it is that the PlayStation 6 is so long from now, like, you know... Eight years in the future, what, do you, what would you want in a game system that you don't think is necessarily po- uh, uh, possible now, right? I think one of those things, and it's, it's crazy, right? And I'm not saying it's absolutely what I want. But I do think there's something to be said about the fact that a lot of people would want this, and I think it would be cool in some ways. The problem is building it into the system as a feature. And it was talked about 
before the Xbox One came out and didn't come to fruition. I knew it sounded too too much for the technology at the time. Do you remember the Hollow Deck or whatever it was called? Yeah, that no. was going to be part of the Xbox One. No. I now, like as technology, but hold on, as technology gets better, I could see that being the thing where people actually do want, and and I can actually see it coming with Microsoft eventually, considering that they're doing this big push towards alternate reality, you know, no, AR yeah. instead of VR. No, I, don't I can want see that, that being a thing. I don't, I don't necessarily know that I want it, but I think that when you think about what technology can do eight years from now versus what it can do right now, I think that's a way to get that out. Um, but on a more base level, I think, uh, you know, backwards compatibility is yep. something that just, and, and I For only sure. say that it doesn't really matter to me because I always keep my old consoles in terms just of a convenience, though. but it's convenience for other people who can't afford yeah. it. And I do think that there's a convenience. Like the one thing is, is if the, if the PlayStation four had backwards compatibility, I would play near on it because I like the DualShock four tons better than the DualShock 3, which is crazy, because when I played the DualShock 3, I never had a problem with it the entirety but of the PS3. But then you held the DualShock 4, but you're you like, get, this you is, give me that new new. That's the new business. And it, it gives me problems, you know? That's the, that's the thing. So now when I go back, it takes like at least a day of playing on PS3 for me to re-get used to the way the buttons feel yeah. and how small it is. It is. Um, it does feel like weird in your hands. Like, that's not something... I picked up one of yours like not too long ago. I think it was the Final Fantasy 13 one. And uh, I was just like, this thing's small. Like, well, it's closer together. Yeah, it's like, it's I like don't remember it being thinner. like thinner. It doesn't have like the the back isn't as grippy. Like you know, it doesn't have like a big feel to yeah. it where you wrap your hand around it. The curvature they added to this because you know that has like a really hard design in a lot of areas. The curvature they added to this, making it really circular, it feels so good. It does. It's just um, form. I love the DualShock Four. It's like that. I what I'll say. I do not want the DualShock to change with the PlayStation Six. Okay, I say that, right? But I think that if you would have asked me that during the PS3 days, I would have been like, I don't want the DualShock to change now. This, okay, I don't want it to change unless you can prove to me that I needed this change, which okay. is what they did. Hey, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that is something we just uh, we just did with this, so it may happen next gen. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, man. But I don't with know. With these being USB, I would, I'm hoping that they, you could, they're plug and play on PS5. Well, can you know, they technically are plug and play on PS4. I know that now. Well, yeah. they, they've been like that since launch. It's just that some games can't utilize the back triggers, and I don't uh, know why. That's weird. Uh, I, I definitely will say a 10 terabyte hard drive because by then games are going to be 100 gigs of pop. You're going to need all that space. Well, maybe, but also maybe they figure out better ways of compressing. You know, that's true, In too. the future, I don't really know. I mean, that's, that's a big question. I mean, I, but you imagine games get big because you see the 4K updates that they're giving for games now for the Xbox One X, and they're massive. A 29 gig update for Gears of War 4, that's not the actual number, but it's high. It's like a 20-something gig update just for textures. You know, um... No man, Sky was like, yeah, they had 10, 10, and that's reasonably so because it unlocked a lot of stuff in the game, or it added. That's it. true. It, it added like a lot of features. Gigs, I think, right, or nineteen. I can't remember. I think it was nineteen, gigs. but it was big. I know that much. Let's um, see. We have a question from Stefan. He says, "This is a follow up to your comments about reading books in the previous mail." I'm the same way where I love books but are ingesting them at a much smaller ratio. Now I basically have time for just my favorite series, the Malazans books. What were your favorites uh, when you read? So. I think this is aimed towards me because uh, I mentioned in like three podcasts ago that uh, I used to really love books and I used to read as many books in a month that I've read in the past three years. But Yeah, the question was that we answered that in response to um, was what would you do if gaming didn't exist? Yes. Um, so and, and he said he'd probably be back to, you know. To books. The uh, Going off this like uh, series and stuff like that, um, there's a series called The Alchemist. It's not the standalone book. It's funny. Called. We just answered his question, and he's talking to us on Discord. <laughs> S-A-D-S or Swanland. S-A-D Swanland. Oh. Hey there, buddy. Yeah. Hello. 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 Go ahead, Saul. Sorry. But uh, there's, a, there's a series called The Alchemist. I think it's four books, maybe five now. 
um, that is not the same as the traditional book called The Alchemist. It's really, really good. There is a, uh, of course, the Aragon books. There's that's just nostalgia there for that. I will say though, if you ever want to read a book, anytime I talk to somebody about books personally, I will recommend them this book. The best book I've ever read. Uh, read. 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 The only, you the wrote best, and read it. I wrote and read it. The best uh, on Reddit, and um, the best book I've ever read is The House of Leaves, and it's made by um, Dan Fitzgerald. And I'm, that name sounds familiar. Was he? A, I need to. Uh, is he an author of like a, a of a popular series? Um, I don't think so. At least not one. I know that he has done more books that are in this style, um, but I can't say for sure. And let me let me double check that name because I'll tell you I'll tell you why it's so inbreded in my head is because I've read this book a lot, but I've never once finished. Oh no, I was completely wrong. Mark Z. Daniel S. Daniel Etsky. Um. I've read that book like three times. I've never finished it because it is a really messed up book. It's a really hard book to read. There are pages that are empty with one word. There are pages that are upside down. There are pages you have to put up to a mirror to read. It's a horror book, but it's it's not the type of horror you would expect. It's really kind of of a mind bend, um, but it's really good. Uh, other than that, you have like there's a there's a it's a Christian book trilogy, but it's a really good trilogy called uh, the Circle Trilogy. Where every time this guy goes to sleep, he wakes up into another. Uh, he wakes up in another life, and it's like another dimension. Uh, that was a cool series from nostalgia views there. But um, of course, the Harry Potter books; those are all good. Um, uh, I will say, The Hobbit was really good. I've never read any of the Lord of the Rings books, but The Hobbit was good, and what I've read of the Cimmerillion uh, are good. But I think, off the top of my head, at least, that's what pops into my mind, and. Um, uh, are worthy enough to be answered. Okay. Well, my, uh, whenever I used to read a lot, <clears throat> I'm real simple. And there's a reason that I go towards these books. Cause it's actually funny. A lot of people go, well, they're kind of almost kids slash young adult books to an extent. I am the biggest sucker for the series of unfortunate events. And the reason being is that, and this is going to sound weird to some people. And, I, and maybe it's just because I'm not, I've never just been a huge fan of reading. But it's it's one of those weird things because, not saying this to brag, but I had a fifth grade reading level in the first grade. I could read like a mofo. And I read books all the time. But a lot of books do this thing where I feel like, I'm not going to say a lot of books, but a lot of books that people love do this thing where they give so much information that I feel like they're leaving nothing to the imagination. And I don't know what it is about that. But my perfect example of that, I highly enjoyed the first three Harry Potter books. When I got to reading The Goblet of Fire, I was like, this book is so long just because it won't shut up about the way Cedric Diggory looks. No, dude, those are, those are I've said it before in the podcast, those are like really traditional teen-style writing books. Like, Well, yeah, I mean, I know young adult novels, right? I mean, because right. they are too, but they're just longer than the series of Unfortunate Events books. Yeah. Here's what I liked about the series of Unfortunate Events books. Sweet and to the point. Exactly, but yep. in a way that still left mystery so that every book you're building and you're building, and they came out more frequently, which I also like because they're on your mind more often, right? And, dude, I'm telling you. I forgot you, Game of Thrones. I finally actually read, finished reading. It took me like a year and a half to want to push myself through reading The Goblet of Fire, and I was like, I will never read dude, another Harry Potter book, and I didn't. I, I enjoyed the movies. Um, I was like, I get that this is a cool series. I don't know why. I'm telling you, that was my biggest thing. When I saw Goblet of Fire, I was like, this is huge. There must be a ton of cool story stuff going on here and instead there's just like pages after pages of her describing stuff and i'm like i get it and it's cool that you want to describe it in this much detail but leave a little for me personally leave a little like just a little bit to my imagination let me imagine this person like what, what, what would he look like dude you know? on uh the the launch night of i'll never forget it on the launch night of uh, deathly hollows i brought it home and that's the last book in the harry potter series for those that don't know and i literally 
read it and then slept a little bit and then read it more and I was done reading that entire book in the less the span of 12 hours. Yeah. And then I remember I crashed, I woke up again and then I like read it again because well, of course reading here, all it Here's something that happened and I didn't read past it. The the Harry, Goblet of Fire is the biggest Harry Potter book. I think so. It, uh, it is. Yeah, I was going to say I, I think that's right. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if the other books got smaller because she realized that she was giving too no, much. I'll say Goblet of Fire stuck a lot in there for story because that tournament, <sighs> I remember that tournament dragging on in the books. The um, that's what, But that's what I mean because I remember the books. I was just like, dude, this is taking forever. And I like, and I don't feel like, here's the thing, right? When I read, definitely a long book. You want to feel like you're getting something out of every page. Right. And I did not feel like that way. Yeah. And I was like, this is dragging on for the sake, not for the sake of dragging on. I, like, I feel like she's trying to be so descriptive to give you a, to really help you paint this mental image, but she's doing so in a way that pulls away from the excitement too. I don't need to know exactly how the area around me looks. I want to know. I want a basic idea. Give, not even a basic idea. Give me a mildly de- detailed idea of where I'm at so I can kind of picture it while I'm reading it. And then just let me take the rest in my hands. And just tell me what is happening in this area that's supposed to make this area so right. cool. Like, you know, or why, and I think it's the nature of the books. The way and, that and that's written. why I'll say, dude, I yeah. love the movies. because, And it's funny. I know a lot of people give the movies crap because they're not just like the books. And they, yeah, I still am a firm believer of movies cannot be exactly like the books. They just can't. Some things work on paper and they don't work visually. They just are audio visually. They just don't. I will say like there, there is an opening of either. I, I, I have ever read the books in so long. Uh, it's either the half blood prince or definitely hollows. There's the, the very first chapter of one of those books is, um, complete. It's not even in the movie. I, I was so excited to see that. And it's Grimwald's uh, place. Uh, I forgot the name of that chapter. That might've been the name of the chapter, but, um, I was so excited to see that in the movie. It was never in a movie. Yeah. Just like, man, it was, Which it been also so cool. think that, Within the course of what the movie was trying to do, it didn't need to be in the movie. Oh, I'll tell you that right now. It, it, it should have been. I, I can't. I, now, to be fair, I, I mean, I'm just saying, here's, here's what I'll say. The movie's made total sense without it. That's all that matters. Well, you are right. But then there's, for people who have it. read the book, you're leaving, you're. you're I, I get it. But what about people who haven't? No, what is, no, but this, this, this? this adds even more if you have. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not I don't know what you're talking about. I'll say at I'll that say point, that. it's in the book. So yeah. like, what, what chapter? What book is this it's in? The very, Half-Blood Prince? It's or? either Half-Blood Prince or uh, the first chapter of Deathly Hollows. It's been almost, whenever Deathly Hollows came out, it's been since then I've read these a long books. Time. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember that. Another well. great book. Oh, part of the reason I also love the series of unfortunate events is I'm a sucker for alliteration. <laughs> and all the titles are like uh, the penultimate, you know, yeah. well, whatever. It's like a, the, the austere Academy. I love those. Uh, and dude, these, the Netflix series has been also surprisingly good. Uh, I did not expect it to be, but it's been surprisingly good. Um, Another book I love, I always shout it out there because it's, it's actually just a really cool book. And there's, there's a chapter that I love the way that they did it. And it's written in a perfect way of, again, giving you detail so that you feel like, oh, man, this character's going through some crap. I'm like giving you detail that almost makes you be like, ugh, like I feel it. But at the same time, it just keeps going and it adds this weird suspense and mystery. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And then when you find out at the end of the chapter, it's like, what? Uh, it's the Year of the Black Rainbow, which oh. was uh, the Coheed and Cambria book for the album of uh, the Black Rainbow. Uh Great, great book. And I actually, the thing that it did the most to me was like, I just want all of the Cody stories in book form. I do too. And it makes me sad that they haven't happened, but also it was because he's not traditionally a writer. No, you know, I mean, which is surprising. He, he, or, from what I've he's read. a writer, but he writes in different forms, right? And that yeah. was his first book. So him trying to pull this together, he always did, um, you know, visual novels, but visual right. novels, you can do stuff. You can tell stories with frames and pictures and, you also don't have to get his in because of that. But, man, the book was amazing. I loved it. So, 
If you ever get a chance to read it, you should. It's yeah. very good. I think you would enjoy it. Now, this is an interesting question that I don't have an answer for. Why don't you go ahead and read it out loud? Because I don't know if you do or not. Uh, let's see. This is from... El Chabib. Our boy. Okay, well, there's another one I was thinking. Anyway, so, uh, hey, famous people. <laughs> We're not famous, but thank you. Uh, how come that music licensing for games expires frequently? Grand Theft Auto 4, for example, and I never heard of any similar instance with movies. Uh, have you heard of any? Is there a reason? Uh, so, I'm not entirely sure on this. Uh, what I will say is that games do have licensing issues, even outside no, of music. That's what he's saying, though. Is that yeah. He, why don't movies I know. have these uh, issues? And, and I don't know that they do. I think that they do, though, because here's my example. And I may be wrong on it, but I'm fairly positive I'm right, and you can look it up to be sure. I wish I would have thought about it. I would have looked it up before this to give you 100% sure information. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts 1, Tarzan, they had to get the rights from that, from the Edgar, Edgar Burroughs Wright company, uh, and they did, because Disney does not own the rights to Tarzan. I didn't know that, actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, so whenever Disney made the Tarzan movie, they had to get the rights for it originally then, right? I wonder, is that why the Tarzan movie... Hardly, I don't think, I think, I don't even know if it's come back out on DVD. Or yeah. if it has, I think that each time they've had to get with the Edgar Burroughs Wright people and get with them to license the re-release. That's interesting. Uh, you know, when, when they do Doc Diamonds editions and stuff. Uh, so I think that that's a perfect example, and that's actually even more expansive than music, right? This is an entire character, and it's also why you don't see Tarzan in any of the other Kingdom Hearts games. They could not get the rights again. Good, but like Tarzan and one was terrible. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't so think it was terrible. So much backtracking and going back. And There's stuff. a lot, but th- you can't deny that really sweet piping on the horns. You can't the deny that great. terrible great. transition. And when you slide down vines again, suddenly Tarzan's there in the Donald and Goofy in my party. That's right. That's right. My boy Tarzan. Because first of all, it's because he's going free. I guess so. I will say this is very prominent in TV shows, specifically ones that you stream, because Scrubs. Yeah. Scrubs was kicked off Netflix because of all the music they lost. It is common in other things. I'm not going to say common, but it happens in other formats. He was specifically asking about uh, But he says in movies. movies, But I think what he means is that other media doesn't... Because it's tricky when you own a DVD. You have that. So, but... When it's streaming, just, just like I, a game, right? Because here's the thing: if you own Grand Theft Auto Four, and, and see, it's funny he says it expires in Grand Theft Auto Four. So, what happened in Grand Theft Auto Four? Did they have to pull it from the digital I would store? Assume, I would assume that on the radio there are songs that are played, and then they're going to update that song to be out of the radio. I don't think so because that's not the way a game works. You release it; it's on the game. You paid for the licensing for that game; it stays throughout the life of that game. Now, here's uh, the thing: again, I don't know what may have happened because Deadpool this happened too. Uh, they didn't want to the buy game. It. Yeah, Deadpool the okay. game. You can't buy it digitally anymore because they didn't want to renew it. The reason that happened is because. You can buy it physically as long as you. When, when something's on a disc, it's on a disc. You can't. I mean, it's there. Even if you have the ability to patch, it's not about that. You have the physical thing that has that song already on it. It's not. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you are still actively selling it. So you have the license to continually continually sell it. The same thing happened to Spider-Man, the game. You can't buy them digitally. You can only buy them on physical now. That might happen with this new one. I don't think so, though, because this is going to be a bigger Spider-Man game than has ever been released, even though the other one's made tons Dude, of money. places are sold, selling out of that game already. Yeah, so I'm glad I got the closest edition. But, but that, that's actually a answer, great question. Yeah. So Scrubs is a perfect example. Netflix had to, before Netflix got rid of it completely, came in and over certain songs that Dude, were licensed, there was, there was a they completely hard, replaced hardcore them. hardcore moment with uh, How to Save a Lot by the Fray. That was replaced by what was very borderline, probably license-free elevator music. Probably, because it, it didn't. terrible. Because what else do you do when you're, li- you know? I want to say they had Winter in there still, though. That was a good song. That's, yeah. in, that's in my wedding playlist. Yeah. Very but, good uh, yeah, I don't you know what my favorite song from Scrubs is, and I think you told me that it's not in there. Is it's, it the? Um, uh, it's uh, the uh, one uh, where the guy from uh, what is it? The 
the Land Down Under's band. Uh, is it Men at Work? Um, yeah, I can't Anyway, think of the name. it's the I Can't Get to Sleep. Sleep. That's such a good yeah, song. Um, I can't actually think the, of the name of the. Yeah, uh, I think about the implications. implications. Yeah, that's it's, a uh, great. Man, I'll think of that here in a few minutes. It'll it's a pop great right back song. in my head. I mean, I love that song. Thank it's you for the, uh, so the question, LGB. That was a good one. We have another one from an anonymous user, because I'm not going to say his name, because now I know who you really are. He says, Saul, why do you hate Outback and Spider-Man 3 so much? You got me. I hate both of those. But, Actually, uh, Saul, yeah, he says, why do you hate Outback and love Spider-Man 3 so much? Oh, I hate both of those things. Actually, okay. Spider-Man 3 was a pretty decent movie. I'll, I'll give it's it that. It's okay. Uh, but I still Outback's, get a good laugh on when he's walking down look, the street and whipping his hair. I'm not kidding. Go back to last month, I'm pretty sure, or the month before Reader Mill. Or else talk about it there. My steak, my 8-ounce sirloin was about that big, not 8 ounces. That's a puck. It was also a pork chop and not a steak. And it also was coated in what I can imagine, 4 to 5 tablespoons of salt. And Brett has verified that by taste. It was weird because my, I, we ordered the exact same steak. It was verified by Brett. And my steak, you, didn't I give you about a mind? My steak was not salty at all. And it was terrible. And then something else was wrong on my plate. I pushed it out of my memory. Not in a bad way. Like mine was not salty. Like It, it wasn't overpowering. Yeah. But it was very odd. I have pushed it out of my memory. But I know who you are now, and I like it. I, lo- I like it a lot. That's the second time I've said that today in the span of this hour. Uh, all right, let's see. Yeah, I'll say, we do have a question from Josh. It's a good one. Brett, take that one. Okay, well, you know what? This is Josh Ayers. He says, what is your favorite DLC? Uh, we talked about this before we recorded because I said I don't think I'll have an answer for this because Brett says before he doesn't play a lot of DLC. I, I think it all. But I do have an answer. I really don't play a lot either. I would have probably gone with Dark Souls or uh, Bloodborne if I had played any of those, but I haven't. So I'm gonna go with Shivering Isles for Oblivion. Shivering Isles is a great, 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 great expansion. I loved it to death, um, and that was one of those weird examples where I didn't buy it. I actually just because of the consoles switching around and. Me having to go through games, I wanted to play Oblivion again and ended up buying the Game of the Year edition. That's how I ended up playing it. It's great. I loved it. Uh, but actually, my favorite DLC, and it gets to be weird, because uh, like I say, I don't normally play DLC, but I have those random moments where I came into game. I could, so the game is, it's Dishonored, and it was uh, The Witches of Brigmore or whatever. So good. And huh. actually, I'm, I can't even say it was just one or the other, because it was uh, The Knife of Dunwall and then The, the Witches of Brigmore. They're, they're of the same storyline. So I'm going to yeah. say that both of those are, are my answer, because they are... They're they're of the same matter, like yeah, you know, they're they, the they, same. they pull together. There's a reason, right? Uh, and I loved it, uh, and it actually made me so happy that I came into Dishonored so late that they both existed already. Because I was already playing Dishonored, uh, I got it on sale. I started playing it after waiting a little while. I started playing it, and then I noticed that both of them were on sale. And I just picked them up. So as soon as I quit, as soon as I finished Dishonored and rolled credits, I was like, "Not for Dunwall, let's go!" And then as soon as I rolled credits, I was like, "Which is the Brigmore? Let's go!" It was awesome. I love that experience, and that's what I want from DLC. And I guess that's the problem with playing games at launch is that. It's so hard for me to mentally get myself to go, oh, the Frozen Wilds came out, but I've already played Horizon and platinumed it. Yeah, oh, that's, well. that's exactly my thought process. And it just and, happens that and, way. And then, of course, it came out that that was what we did not want to see, the ending of the game translating into DLC instead of a good sequel. Was it? I didn't actually didn't see that. I've read it was, so Man, I'm sad. That sucks. But uh, that's a good question. Thank you, Josh. We have... Before we go in there, we have another Josh question that we need to get uh, answered. I was going to at least say that one for last. Okay. All right. yeah, I'm going to be very around the bush. <laughs> I'm going to beat around the bush on that question. Uh, so. No. Uh, Jeff wants to know, how do you like your coffee? Uh, it's weird. I don't drink coffee a lot, but when I do, I fill up my glass with about an inch worth of space from the top. I pour in a lot of chocolate syrup, and then I pour in cold milk. 
and I mix that together. No co- no sugar, no cream, nothing else but that. My answer is very similar, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but not like that. Uh, I don't drink coffee uh, when I go to Starbucks. Uh, Double chocolate on, chip there, frappuccino. There, there is an answer in this, so I technically do, but it's, it's really a technicality. When I go to uh, Starbucks, I get the vanilla bean frappe. Is a milk base. It's just basically a vanilla milkshake from Starbucks, and I'm only doing it because everyone else wants to go to Starbucks. Uh, the only time I actually do drink any form of coffee realistically uh, is inside of the McDonald's mocha frappe, and that's because it's just coffee extract and basically what's otherwise a, a mocha milkshake. But the coffee does add a nice bitterness to the back end of the sweet that I like. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not it's, – it's basically like a bare minimum amount of coffee, but there is coffee in it. Yeah. Uh, that's how I drink coffee. I, otherwise, I don't get coffee. I don't – even when I get that, which I mean – it's not a lot of coffee anyway. I don't understand coffee in terms of waking you up. I don't have that problem. I get up in the morning and I'm up. I wish, man. I was I was like, Saul, you. Maybe I, I, I learned more coffee. I learned from Saul recently, and I don't, I don't think this is too much to give out. I just I never even thought of this. So I was like, oh yeah, dude. When I wake up, I'm like, I'm in bed for at least forty minutes after I wake yeah, up. Yeah, dude. I, I, I like wake up and I am on Reddit or YouTube for like if just I, scrolling. And he says he has to do this to I wake himself up. Otherwise, yeah, throughout I mean, the day he gets he's groggy. I mean, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. Like oh, I, I, said, thought you, I, I thought you said that you had problems staying awake. No, no, no. I just it's it's just a thing of like I have to wake myself up by doing that. It's not so much of like I'm sleepy. If I do that, I'm awake. And, like, I'm fully conscious in bed. If I jumped out and got in a shower, then I'd be fine. It's just so comfy, and I don't want to do it. Oh, I swore you said that there was, like, a reason no, you had to. Either no. way, though, it's weird, it's, and I don't do that. Maybe. But um, you spoke of Starbucks. If I actually go get coffee from Starbucks, I don't remember what it's called. I have to look at the menu every time. But it's the uh, milk and caramel-based coffee that's, like, ice. It's, like, a iced caramel latte i think or something but then i get like two two shots of espresso added to it if i really want someone to wake me up My like we're going to fort worth in two weeks and uh, i'll probably go to starbucks when we wake up and get that on the way there i don't know enough coffee words because you know I, like, you know, like, I know cappuccino, like, frappuccino and... is like it might be a cappuccino i don't know i don't really don't know i don't know enough about coffee so we got three more questions all right the next question up is from mr ryan you may know him as the skinny rage uh, on the twits uh, he says, what game do you wish you could change just one thing about that you think would make it the best game to you? Example, I wish I could change the AI in Red Dead Redemption to be more like Uncharted, where they miss a lot instead of being Terminators, <laughs> instead of being Terminators on horseback. Uh, GTA Five also. So I guess he, he means the same problem. Yeah. The AI is so good. Uh, well, no, I think he wants GTA answered as well. I, I think that's what he's saying is that the same problem. Like he, he's yeah, saying with the okay, AI because they're both Rockstar games. I think he's meaning that like, because the AI is so deadly for, like, presumably no reason. Yeah, if you come across a cop with a shotgun in GTA Five, you're done. Like, I do, do want to say this, seconds. though. I do want to say this. Uncharted's a little unrealistic, right? These are supposed to be hired mercenaries, and they can't hit me for mess. Oh, don't forget about gun blowouts. How are you going into a 100-year-old temple that you opened now for the first time and presumably forever, and they're in there already? <laughs> Uncharted 1 had that problem terribly. Yep. <laughs> that was actually, like, I, I always Well, you're crap. supposed to suspend disbelief because I, it's supposed to be, like, a pop... What do they actually call those? I can't think of what they actually... Uh, darn, what is that wording called? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I give a lot of crap to those games. They're fun games. I'm just... I, honestly, if you... you don't, oh, you don't have the Uncharted collection anymore, do you? Uh, Trace. Uh, somebody stole it. Oh. Uh, well, um, yeah. Because I actually... I want to play those games again. But I don't want to buy them again. Honestly, for me, I would... I would go a similar route. I would say that... The, I wish that Grand Theft Auto V had more stealth elements in it. I wish the AI just did not... Like, if I go to, like, the desert and I kill somebody or whatever, I should not have the police on me right then and there. 
Skyrim does that too to some extent, and it's like bird, it's like bird AI or something or animal AI that doesn't need to be there. So change that. So I would probably say that because other than other than hmm. Other than that current answer, I really don't think I have a big problem with a game that a single heavenly patch will fix. Or, you know. Well, I don't even think it means that. I think if he's just like, you're playing a game and you're like, man, if I could just change this one thing, this game would be perfect. That's instead. what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think there's a game that would one change would fix it to make it perfect. So you feel like you've never played a game that there was only like, this is the only problem I have with it? I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't. I mean, I, I, mean, I might have. It's, it's I just a justifiable think, answer. I can't I mean, think of one. Because it's not something I, I think it's it's not something you think about a lot, right? I, I know that Ryan has. I'm not gonna say odd problems with games, but I mean Ryan has a very set way of what he likes to play games with and what he likes about those games. And I noticed that he tries to pull towards them, and it, it, there's like he wants the flow of the game to keep up. Because I think what he, I think what the, the problem with the AI being that way is that it halts his progression through the game to an extent to where it's it's detrimental to to the experience. For him, and I mean, I I do understand that, right? I mean, you're playing a game, and then you want to ride a fine line between how challenging you're making it to where you're getting some form of progression, but also there's a challenge enough to you to feel rewarded when you beat it. Yeah. And I think what he's saying is that for him, Uncharted does that very well. There are parts of Uncharted that can be hard, but he feels like okay, but I can I can push through, and they're they're a little forgiving. It gives me room to mess up because it's it's a game. Sometimes you go into a situation you're like. That was the entire wrong way to yeah. go about doing that. But then in this game, like, you know, you just ride on the horseback. I said, like, what am I supposed to do? They're just, they follow me and bam, bam, bam. I don't know because, I mean, I didn't like Red Dead. I only played like a cumulative five to seven hours of it and was like, ah, I just didn't for No, me. yeah, he's dead all of what Red Dead, the problem in Red Dead 1 was. I just love the Terminators on horseback. No, dude, I they, want that movie. I want them to kill just make you so fast. It doesn't make sense. On, could that be the new Terminator movie? Yeah, that'd be great. They've already done a Terminator Western, haven't they? No. Right, is it going to be like Back to the Future, where Back to the Future 3 was a Western? Boy, Terminator that was the 5. worst Back to the Future movie. You hush your mouth. That no. train... What was... Okay, what's a better Back to the Future movie than that? I mean, to be fair, the first Back to the Future movie is the best. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what is... What's worse than the, th- when the third one? I mean, you only have three movies. But what's worse than the third one? One happened in I, the past. I said that's the worst One Back happened the in the future. Movie. What else can you do? I, you said... Either I, super future look, or super look, past. No, no, no. You challenged me. You're, I said that's the worst Back to the Future I movie. will cede your point. I, 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 I'm just saying it's not bad. No, it's but it's... Okay, yeah. But it's compared to the other, ga- other it games. It is the worst, movies, but it bad. doesn't mean it's bad. Compared to the other ones, it is. It's not a gem in the rut like people say it is. It a, is a gem in the rut. It is literally... A, a diamond in the rough is... <laughs> What you trying to say? It's literally a hearse, tur- a horse turd, a hearse turd. Look at how southern I'm. Washing machine, <laughs> washing powder. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a turd in the rut. My favorite's devil worshipper. <laughs> worshipper, like you washing Satan. A worshipper. I got, I, I ship people out to war. I got I'm a worshipper. I got to wash my satans. I mean my satins. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really a good question because I try and think of games that would. Okay, actually, perfect example, right? We were just talking about this is just off the top of my head. It's not the one game, but this is a game that just comes to mind off of one instant thing. I think that the one thing that would have made Mirror's Edge Catalyst perfect would just be that just making the combat a little more in depth and adding something because they took away guns that were in the first game and they added a a bit of combat variety. I'll say, whereas eventually you get to the point where it's like, well, yeah, you have a lot of control over your combat, but you it never goes anywhere further. In a lot of ways. It's like, well, okay, but you're still always running and jumping and kicking kicking into each other. Basically, I don't feel like it ever progresses from the beginning of the game. Or at least from like the 
from the end of the first third of the game, you feel like, okay, well, I've kind of got a grasp on the combat, and I understand what's going on. And I said that would be what it is. If they could just tweak that, it would have made that game damn near perfect. I mean, the story has its problems, but it was good enough to carry me through, and I, I feel like it was just that it didn't capitalize everywhere it could have. But still, I mean, you know, you give that one change, like, well, what matters most in that game, specifically gameplay, right? And the gameplay felt so amazing until you got into combat. And it would feel good for a couple of seconds, so maybe even a couple of minutes. In the beginning of the game, it was like, oh, this is awesome. And it gets to the point where it's like, okay. And then just pretty much later on, it's just... Dull. It's not awful. It's not awful by any standards. It's just like, but this could have been... It's, it's, it's in the all-that-could-have-been range. Right? It's like, oh, man, one thing could have made this game just like potentially amazing, right? Okay, yeah, that's uh, fair. So, that's I mean, I, I wish I could think of another example of a game that comes to mind very, very recently. Or even just in, in throughout long times, I just can't think of one. I mean, there's, I either like a game or I don't. I mean, I kind of just like the game for what it is, even if it has its flaws. But I do think it's a great question, and there's a lot to be said no, about it. it. I'm sure that there's other people that are like, oh, man, this. But I, I don't think it's as clear-cut as that, because like, No Man's Sky is a perfect example. I didn't know that I wanted base building and vehicles and all these other things in No Man's Sky. I mean, I'm sure if you would have asked some people this, well, what would, what's one thing you would have changed? No Man's Sky would have had actual multiplayer. Would actual multiplayer have made the game really more fun? The base building and giving me more to do. I think it's more the principle of the matter. Sure, sure. But I think that some people really were just like, oh, I don't want to play it now because it's not multiplayer. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that it was about the base, it's like, well, it's not going to be as fun because I'm playing by myself. Eh? Yeah. Colin Hayes, by I, the way. I've got one. Colin Hayes is what? Singer on Scrubs. Oh, thank you. Yes, that is his name. Um, anyway, uh, one, one other game. On Vita... The Little Big Planet on Vita, which was awesome. I love that game to death. The one change that would have made it amazing, I don't know why they didn't do this, and maybe they did it later. Maybe they patched it, but at launch, this is true. You could not build together, and in every other Little Big Planet, you can. Yeah. You can be in co-op, and you can go into a level. Was, that a, system, can build. Like, was that a system problem? Or? I don't think so. I, just, I, I don't think that they thought that that was going to be something people wanted to do, but it totally was. Me and Jonathan are playing on Vita, and we're like, let's build. We go in there, like, let's build together. Yeah, you can't. Nope. That's dumb. So, sucked, but Let's, still, good question. Last question up is from at Noble6, and there was more. I'm sorry I don't have Twitter up, and I apparently skipped out, but you know who you are, and thank you for asking the question. says, what? thoughts on the Godzilla movie? I think I stole that from you, Saul. So I'm sorry. No, no, I was talking about the, what you were saying. You mean the name? Yeah, there was more to that Twitter name oh. that, I, that I typed. But uh, I if think you was... listen to us, and Noble6 is in the beginning of your Twitter handle, Twitter handle you know who you are. <laughs> They're so unprofessional. Uh, we're really about to get unprofessional with this next question. I'm going to dodge hard. Um, I think it looks fine. I don't think it's a. I don't think it looks bad by any means. Uh, but I hope it re- resolves my problem that I had more about the first movie is that you didn't see Godzilla for like halfway through, and then even then he only had like old minimal trick. minimal. But the uh, thing is, from what I've understood about Godzilla, right? And sorry, is there, so, is there? No, no, that's it. That's it. Okay, yeah, just minimal <laughs> screen time, and then like I don't like. I don't, I don't care for Stranger Things that much anymore after season two. And, like, so seeing this actress, then I see a lot of people freaking out about her. And it's just like, uh, the the girl plays Eleven. Oh, little, Millie Bobby Brown or whatever? Yeah, she's in the movie. I see a lot of people freaking out about her. So you've seen it. That's what I was going to get at. I haven't. but So you can answer this question for me. Yeah. Here's the problem with it. So you don't see Godzilla at all, but the movie is really about it being a monster movie, right? Or is there, or no, is there more the, to it? You're talking about, I'm talking about Millie Bobby Brown in the second movie. Oh, she's in the second one. Yes, my bad. No, yeah. I didn't know that. I was in the first. But did you see the first movie? 
Yeah. The okay, first but you can still answer. So like a six out of ten. Here's the thing, right? Cloverfield is a monster movie in some ways, right? But here's the thing: Cloverfield's really not about the monster as much as it is about what's going on with these people. That's exactly in, what the first one in is. In the wake of this, so is Godzilla trying to do the same thing? Yes. Well, then I don't think it's that bad that you don't see Godzilla the whole time. My thing is the thing about that trick is that the trick has to work because all that Godzilla becomes is the catalyst for the events that are causing basically it's causing the events that are going through and then they go okay this is what's brought these people to these to this moment now how are these people handling this moment then you're now, gonna love the second Godzilla movie and the first one I mean I, I, I'm not saying that I, I love I, that but I, I'm just saying the trick only works if you set the story up that way no it definitely because does. if the trick is that it's still supposed to just be a monster movie but you don't show the monster then what was the point point? Yeah, and that, that happens that's the problem but it does build a good I say Good. But that's me, why I say I don't think that Cloverfield was supposed to be a monster movie. Gotcha. Um, I do, though. So. J.J. Abrams specifically said he was going to create the American version of Godzilla when he, okay. made, when he made Cloverfield. Well, but, I think the original Godzilla had that, right? Because it was supposed to be a monster movie, but throughout the limitations of how do you make a monster movie when we don't have CGI to make a monster. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I did not dab just then. I sneezed into my elbow. No, he dabbed. Get him. Get him. No, Kuto. I did not. Um... But yeah, I, I, mean, I think the first Godzilla movie was really decent. The um, the uh, Japanese uh, short film Godzilla movie that came out like a year ago was pretty decent too. I did not know that happened. Yeah, and it was uh, it was pretty good. And the uh, the new one looks fairly decent. I just I want more monster battles. Like that's what I want to see. And then you, I'm not going to spoil the trailer for those that haven't seen it, Brett. But um, it looks fun. But also, I haven't seen it, so I don't want to say that. I don't have a, a thought on that particular thing, but I will say this. From what I heard about it, it goes to show it's the same problem I had with King Kong. The King Kong they gave whenever they did this reboot is not the King Kong that I want. I've already gotten the King Kong I want, and regardless of what anybody says about this, I think that the Peter, the, the Peter Jackson King Kong was awesome. It made... Oh, it definitely it, was. It was in the line of the original Kingdom. King, That's Kingdom the one with Jack Black, right? Yes. Yeah. Dude, long movie. The but game the, was but good. But the length is for is worth it. I didn't play the game, but I know a lot the of people said that. The game was good. But here's the thing, man. It that was movie, one of the few 360 games. That like. movie is long, but it's long for a reason. That movie is, every bit of that movie is good to me. They set up all the characters really well. They set up King Kong in a way where you feel for King Kong, and that's what's important. I would, and from what, and I didn't see the movie, but from what I heard, I in the newest King Kong movie, they made King Kong a legitimate monster. There was none of this. Well, I, okay, I've never seen it either. Because the thing about the new, the the Peter Jackson King Kong is that it's going off the traditional thing. Is like, well, and that's why I love the line from you know the beauty killed the beast, and it's supposed to be that like. We came to this island looking for this crap. We stumbled across a peaceful creature, and it's only acting crazy because we brought it back. Now, and I'm not saying I, the original King Kong I've never seen, but I do think that, that is a similar premise. And I will say this. I love that idea. And the fact that they came up with that so long ago is awesome. But the, the Peter Jackson version of it was just the penultimate version in my mind because it takes the same premise and moves it to more modern effects, which do help. Uh, you, can, you feel more for the ape when you feel like you can really see him and feel him there. Than when you see some kind of crazy effect going on, um, I like that passive aggressiveness. You might want to plug in your PC. <laughs> like it's not you should plug in your PC. It's you might want to plug in your PC. Yeah, but anyway, um, so I love the, King, the, the the Peter Jackson King Kong. It's a great movie. It's long for a reason, but it makes you feel. It is exactly what I'm talking about. In that movie, technically, the I'm, I don't really want to say the antagonist, but in a way, the, he is uh, King Kong. You feel for him because none of that was on him. He was brought there right. against his will. He he's got like out. A, he's just trying to figure out what's going on. And the only thing that would calm him down is the girl that he befriended on the island, yeah. right? And what a great way to humanize a character. 
Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that it's an ape, which are already kind of human in a lot of ways. There's a big you know? difference in monster movies with really deep and heartfelt backstories and stuff like that. And there's monster movies I want to see them battle. And I want to see them battle. Damage. I guess. I'm just saying that. And I and that's the whole point of the new monster, of the new Godzilla, right? Is King Kong's going to be in it, right? In that they're I, building towards that, regardless that what of what's Kong going on. Was supposed to do. All I know is that even though they're separate, they're owned by different people. There's a conjunction thing going on where eventually they're going to end up in the same movie, whether it's this one or not. Okay. They are going well, to end up. I, w- in the I will same say movie. that there was more uh, enemies revealed in the trailer for two, and like honestly, you should watch Kingdom Hearts or Kingdom Hearts Godzilla one, just because it is it is that kind of movie where. Um, you kind of follow Brian Cranston and his son. And I stuff. do love Brian Cranston, so there's a chance I'll watch it. Don't get your hopes up too high with him in that movie. Oh darn! Yeah, but also he he ends up having a real small role in the movie, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard that, and I was like, what it's a way very, to it's like it's like why advertise it with him and then, and then just follow kill through in no way. So, oh, well, that, well, thanks for that. What else is gonna happen? He's just gonna walk away? Yes, of course. No, Godzilla says, "Sorry, bro, didn't so mean I, to." I'm just gonna let you know this. We're gonna have the last question here. I'm gonna dodge and duck this question. I'm not gonna answer it. I uh, will be killed. Saul's a professional. I am a professional. I'm gonna go a little more into it, but I will keep it. I will keep it relatively PG. Um, So, if you have children and you're listening to this with them, it may be a time to turn it off. We're not gonna get too filthy. We're gonna keep it PG. Go a little birds and the bees territory. This was supposed to be answered on the main episode, but we decided that it was better to just move it to this because this is not a traditional episode, and we can be a little different about it. And we can put it at the end so we can warn. Uh, Josh asks, in keeping with the spirit of the episode, big old number 69, here's my question for you guys. In the heat of the moment, what do you think is the best position to, quote, get the job done, end quote, with someone's significant other? First of all, I want to say that wording is terrible because it sounds like I'm doing it with someone else's significant other. Yeah, we pointed that out when we read the question. Josh, we but I get what like means. that dog. So I get what you mean. So, you know, if I was going, if, if me and my wife were in there and, and, and doing what married people do, what would be the, what would be the position? And I'm <laughs> That's going, the most Christian, like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> First of all, I was, I was no, no, I'm not saying anything I, about I'm Christians joking. at all. Nor am I, but I'm joking. I've just never heard that before. Because I, I don't care. You can do what you want to. You can do the nasty with whoever you want to. But it is also something that married people do. Actually, in some people's opinion, it's something that married people don't do. And that's why they get divorced. I've just never heard it. I, I grew up in a very Christian household and stuff. I just never heard it explained that way before. That's That's hilarious. That is funny. Uh, anyway, so uh, in that you know in that thing, I'm gonna go with the great old. Um, I, I do what the dogs do. Wow, I, I do what the dogs do. Great position. Okay, well, like I said, Josh, <laughs> I'll DM you on Discord, my my buddy, but uh, not on air. I'm not answering that question. So, oh, you don't want to talk about the. The in the where one percent that Annie ever watches this and and it's got out. I know she's gonna walk in like the living room one day. And she's like, "Oh, you said this and this." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> glad or, I'm on the couch." Or or she watches it and goes, "Oh, that's his favorite position." And then she always makes sure that that's what she's gonna finish on. Nope. Well, then again, I guess then the magic's gone, right? Because you're getting it every time. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. You want sure. it to come up and surprise you occasionally. What? Okay, first of all, we're keeping this PG right now. This is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for all you know, when I say doggy style, I could be talking about a fighting style. We could do my absolver, and I'm doing the way of the dog. Who knows? It is what it is, Saul. So what is stagger style in this game? <laughs> do you have an answer for that? Missionary. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> We're tuning into this month, July's Reader Mail. 
like we said, that uh, we always post our Twitter, Discord, and all that good stuff in the description below. Check out updates for on our Patreon that we'll be releasing very soon. And if you ever want to be on this episode or any regular episode with a question, be sure to follow us on Triangle SQRD or our Facebook community. We our also newly have- minted Facebook community. Thank you. I didn't mention that at the beginning, but we do and have sh- one that Mr. Josh helps us run. Thank also, you, good sir. Shout and out also to Blake. Him. And also Blake. Shout out to those, those guys. Are my, that are those are my peeps. But Josh does, you know, Josh does, goes above and beyond to making sure that we get our questions, and we appreciate that. So until our traditional normal episode seventy one, if I'm not mistaken, nope. it'd be seventy one, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it will be. <laughs> I'm thinking the way we're recording this is weird. That is a good point. But until next, next episode, we will see you next time. This has been Triangle Squared. Thank you guys.